Happy hump day to everyone out there and welcome to the Wednesday episode of the 3 Plus 1 podcast. So we are joined by Tracy Bonner, our amazing hostess. Happy hump day, y'all. And Solomon Hill Fleet, author of the book. Fuck boy, once again, we're back. <laughs> we're back. So Solomon, welcome back. Thank we are man. happy to have you. So you chose to write your novel from a first person perspective. Yes. Why do you choose first person? You know... One of my good friends told me, they said, the moment I decided to... Because I used to write a, a lot of my stories from a fictionalized perspective. Mm. And he just said, the minute you decide to really be honest, you'll see things change. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to just probably own this and not uh, try to deflect and use fictional names. I was like, yeah, I'll just use my name. You know, or I mean, I still use a pseudonym, but still. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just wanted to make it personal this time. What... For you, how long did it take you to write the novel? Uh, so I, I worked on it for the, the better part of about a year and a half. Um, and this time I just wanted to do it differently because I, I, once again, I self-published. But I was like, okay, let's try to do this thing of working to actually have other people look at it, give me suggestions. And a lot of it was, nah, that's not honest enough. Go back, dig a little bit deeper. So it took about a, about a good year and a half almost to. What was the greatest challenge that you faced in writing this novel? Uh, I think the big thing is because it's different stories, trying to make them all fit. So the first half of the book is supposed to kind of focus on the progression, how you go from, I guess, like soft hearted and tender to progressively becoming more toxic. Mm -hmm. So it was trying to show these events show the more softer side. Then you see me becoming progressively more toxic towards the end of it. Mm -hmm. So... It's like, hey, you like somebody, it's your crush, and then, okay, you start doing these things, you start feeling yourself, and then you start taking it further and further and further and further and further. So you just don't recognize yourself eventually. Yeah, you said, it's so funny, in, in the book, somebody said, some woman who goes unnamed, yeah. said something to you like, you know, you have things about you that people just love, but then there are other things that... People hate. What does she mean by that? You know, she she got to meet one of my good friends who I was kind of being influenced by. And he was mm -hmm. like, you know, you're not having the success you want, so you probably need to just change and be more of this person. So I was like, okay, well, he seems to be having success. So I started trying to take on his roles. Like, all right, I'm going to be this type of guy with girls. I'm going mm -hmm. to, you know, play around. I'm going to do my thing. And what I started finding, I was sending a lot of mixed signals. Like, mm -hmm. I would do the relationship type of things. Then a weekend come, I wouldn't call you. I'm not going to answer my phone. But then I'll spend a day or two with you cuddled and say all these sweet things and listen to you. And then the switch flip and I just do something else. And I'm like, who are you really? Do you even know? Like, who are you right now? Mm. And so she was like, you got one side of you that people really like. And this other side that people don't recognize and they really hate. And we're trying to figure out which one is you. Whoa. And I was like, I don't know. You, there's duality, that duality to being a fuckboy. And it's duality. Because it? it's... <laughs> with every one of... With every guy that's a fuckboy, it's, you know... I remember hearing this one girl, who hurt you? That's really the story. Yeah. Who hurt you? What are you still nursing or hurt, hurt over? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Because <laughs> on page 231, this is a really, really good read, folks. So on page 231, you say, as a youth, I struggled to see my value and sought to reaffirm others' value instead. As an adult, I sought to re reaffirm my own value by devaluing others. Both were the extremes of ego. My ego was fragile and I hated feeling weak. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. That is... <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, like I said, as a kid, it was, okay, so these are girls I like. I don't feel confident in myself. So maybe I'll do like the self-effacing things to try to, you know, try to make them feel like, oh, okay, well, he understands me. And it's still like, no, I don't respect you, though. You're agreeing mm-hmm. with me. So I got older. I was like, nah, so I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going I'm to beat on my chest, tell them who I am. And they're like, but that's not really you, though. And it's, it's all rooted in ego, like how people see you, how people feel about you, because my self-esteem was low. Mm-hmm. And that's really the root of a lot of it. You see these guys, like, you go into the gym, you're buying all these clothes, but you still don't feel confident in who you are. You just got this image. And then when you really talk to them, it's like you're still just a hurt, soft person, you know? And even with men and women, we just still fundamentally whoever we were that hurt us at that time. Now, people who've matured out of it, no. But for the most part, you have to work through it. It's called arrested development. That hurt, that issue will halt your growth, Mm -hmm. and you have to overcome that and plow through it in order to evolve. And you, you said something else that really stuck with me. The truth is, we love the people we hate. Yep. (laughs) We don't love ourselves, Mm. and we love the people we hate when we don't love ourselves. So. Is that meaning we see things in this person that we don't agree with, we don't like, but I, I'm going to... What, what does that mean? I'm going to so be drawn to that? What it's like we always say, women always like, why do men like women that are fast or whores? Or, mm-hmm. And why do girls like fuckboys? We always love the things that we really hate because it's, it's something they're doing that we wish we did or we were. Like with... With women that like guys that are like fuckboys, it's a part of you like, I wish I could, I think, it's a part of you that's so callous that I just wish I could do that. I wish I could just not care like you do. And then with men, with women that are like fast, it's kind of like, but I like that she owns that. That's who she is. And and for somebody else that I might like, they don't have that same, free. it's that freeness of mm-hmm. this is who I am. And I don't apologize for it. And I think we like that. But I also think when we don't really value ourselves, we love the worst things for us. Like we, because fundamentally for us to want, like something that's not good for us, what is that saying about us? Like, why do I, and I have to ask myself that, why do I want something that's not good for me? That's not really going to help me. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm going through something, folks, right now. We're and you're loving it. We're, we're all working out. Yeah. We're all the reflection. Working. And so, for our listeners out there who are wanting to get their copy of the novel, what should? How can they get this book? So the book is on Amazon. Uh, the title of it is Fuck Boy. And they can uh, purchase it for how much? It's uh, $9.99 on Amazon. Fuck Boy by by Solomon Hill Fleet. It also says Jaded Gems. That's a that's like the subtitle. But Fuck Boy by Solomon Hill Fleet. It's on Amazon, um, and it's in Kindle version. And you can order it print on demand as well. And I'm I'm working on getting an audio version of it. Mm. And um, you know, when you look at the cover, you'll see some things that the ninety three percent is a reflection of dating profiles. Like okay, Cupid, mm-hmm. they do a personality match, so it's ninety three percent. Oh yeah, I love it. Uh, the fuck boy and the ages. You know, you see someone's dating profile, and you know, my girlfriend did the design for it. She was like, "This is how a trash page would look," and so she said, "Let's let's use this." Oh no! <laughs> so she designed that. I got. I gathered that it looked yeah. like a Tinder account. That was that was the That's thought, dope. you know. So because millennials were using dating apps. So yeah, I thought 
that would be that's a cool play. strategy. She thought it. You know, I'm not that smart. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> another you, okay boomer moment for me. Oh, Somebody that's smart. Doesn't <laughs> have a Tinder account. Have never even seen it. I've only heard about the swiping, but <laughs> swipe right, yeah, swipe left. No Tinder knowledge. You're all right, here. brother. You don't need it. <laughs> You meet some fuck boys yeah, on the Tinder. What about Absolutely. your Christian Mingle? Why couldn't it have been same? The You're same. Your POF is They're the worst. Too. Yeah, the yeah. Christian Mingle. Trust me, I've been on Plenty okay. of Fish. I've been on Hello Cube. Oh, God, what is it? Okay, okay Cupid. Cupid. I've Black been on Black Meet. People Meet. Yeah. I've been on. Uh, Bumble, match, match. But, oh, I did Bumble because they were like, girls, oh, girls get to yeah. to have the control of mm-hmm. who they match with. Oh God, I've been on it all. Is there a favorite one, Tracy? No, absolutely not. I've never stayed on any of them longer than seven days. Because I, after... After seven days, I'm just really frustrated. Some of them you do do. if you want... I'm just... I'm not paying... I'm not paying $29.99. Nah, I don't blame you. And I mean, you're going to eventually start seeing the same people again, too, because Atlanta's not that big. Nope. So you're like, dude, you're on four count? And then start getting to the point where I was like, oh, shit, I'm like three. I'm on like three of these. Damn, I gotta chill. The day I got on Tinder was the day that I matched with, um, not matched, but I came across like after five swipes, a guy that I was actually seeing. So I was like, let me get my oh, ass. I immediately wow. got off Tinder. Because I was like, mm, we're both on here. Oh, we don't wow. really like each other. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. So that's you just inter- got to book the tell. Yeah, that's a, right. And so, yeah, that's that's interesting. So, Solomon, what will be for you? What's next? Is there a new project or something that you're currently working on now? Or is the focus all about promoting this text? Right now, it's promoting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to, I'm going to state the intent, I would like to do a web series. Nice. Or I have to put it out there. Or a short film. I would love that. that I mean, yeah, you can absolutely. <laughs> Tracy that. is a noted I would actress love to do that. With uh, uh, some phenomenal credits to her name and some huge projects. And there's some visuals attached to this as well. There are visuals attached to this as well on YouTube. Um, nice. And you can see those on my social media account. Um, Instagram is Solomon Hill Fleet. And um, Facebook side me hopefully, but yeah, we got some visuals attached to it too, and um, I got one of my friends to to you know start it. But I would like to do web series short film. I, I was really inspired by what Issa Rae did with Awkward Black Girl, mm-hmm. and just seeing how it became like a cult favorite. It started out as a cult favorite, and then really catapulted her to success. So Fuckboy could become. The next awkward black girl, but for we're gonna men. Speak that. We're gonna speak that. Yeah, I agree. I, like I think that. that it has a lot of potential to it do does. that, and we're you have the creative. Energy. Let's jump on that ASAP. Let's right. do that ASAP. <laughs> uh, who are some? So you spoke about Issa Rae this week. Who are some of your other literary influences that you have learned from and that you lean into and channel as you write? Uh, so I'm gonna have to put Richard Wright up there mm. first. Uh, Native Son reading that in college really was influential. Ooh. For me, uh, Mississippi native then, Richard Wright, and, then and black boy as yeah. well. I must say that I was in the world premiere play of oh, Native Son so in wow. 2014 in Chicago. Oh, so, so, yes, big. I love that book. Oh, that's so big. Yes, yes, um, definitely Richard Wright, uh, Baldwin's The Fire Next Time, um, and Go Tell It on the Mountain. Yeah. Uh, ta right now, what he's doing. Um, I definitely have been trying, I've been working. To be more intentional about um, 
black female authors mm. who are also great. That's something I'm working on because I to I'm, learn more of them. I have such built-in patriarchal views. Now it's just a natural way for you, huh? It is. It is. You know, Richard Wright. Yeah. That was one of the things they will say against him. His writing did not have female characters having powerful roles. Yeah, they were just nah. You you get slept with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you was in the corner. You know what I'm saying? So Yagasie's book Homegoing was absolutely or is is one of the best books that you can read. I recommend that you read it and download it right away. Okay. Uh, another great book is by Regina. I forget her last name. It's called The Travelers. That is another really good book to read. Okay. Uh, Tayari Jones, Spellmanite, uh, okay. book, Amer- An American Marriage, another great book by, these are all very contemporary black yeah, female works. But for you, if you have a taste for, you know, our classics, I recommend that you read Toni Morrison and start first with Song of Solomon because not it doesn't start. No, do not, not start the blue eyes. I've heard of it. Do Song of Solomon because it's about a black male. That is her book about the growth and, and of, of, being, of being of being a black man in America. Okay. So I recommend you read Song of Solomon. That is okay. what I recommend for you on your I know how, journey into uh, the black into black women's lit. I know how you know how celebrated she is and how, how celebrated Bell Hooks is, but one of the things I always heard with Toni Morrison was just how heavy mm-hmm. the writing is. Mm-hmm. And so Song I never of knew Solomon which one to start is with. Is your entry point because the book is not as heavy as heavy or um, it is layered, but it's not something that you won't appreciate and get on the first read. I got you. I've read Song of Solomon probably a minimum of twelve times oh, in wow. my life, but I, but again, as a former wow. high school English teacher. I use the text in class a lot. So I would read it every year with my students. Um, so that's the one you read first. It was a Book of the Month Club back in the 70s. Uh, it was later, again, Book of the Month for Oprah. So it's a book that the general populace read and liked. Rest so that's Peace, the Tony. one. Yeah, Rest in Peace, Tony. If I have two copies of the book, I will give and you And J. California Cooper. Jay is, is a yeah, she's very good as well. Jay California Cooper is really underappreciated. Y'all heard him in that book. Some Love, Some Time is one of my favorite books. Oh, wow. But it's a collection of short stories, but I just love her writing style. It is the writing style that is most like my writing style, actually. But it, it again, Tony's the one. I see what my most beloved copy of the book, which I can never part with, but I think I may have another copy that I will actually like, literally give to you. So you can read it. That would be great. Um, who I would love to do some reading of some African-American writers in general is Pete Buttigieg. Yes, sir. Pete Buttigieg uh, has taken a lot of heat. Uh, I've given him a lot of criticism on social media for his uh, stance and his work in uh, South Bend, Indiana. I, you know, I think I may have even proclaimed that I'm a never Pete. Uh, that's the hashtag never Pete. And I, I'm not changing that. But I will say that he came out last week. In an interview where he talked about uh, black voters and he was questioned about whether or not black voters would ever be able to embrace him and his sexuality. And that was a huge issue. Uh, What are your thoughts, uh, guys, about Pete and whether or not the black community will be able to embrace him despite being our first openly gay candidate for a Democratic nomination? We're talking about black people, right? Right. Can black well, do you feel that the black community will ever be able to embrace Pete Buttigieg based on him being uh, a same gender loving man? Well, there was an older black man who was interviewed. I forget his name, but um, he was asked that question, and he said, "I do not believe old black voters are ready 
for mm-hmm. an openly gay um, candidate no. and don't think that they would vote. And we must remember those are the ones who are really voting. That's it. And I'm, that's it. I'm, if so, you're talking about within the next five to 10 years, nah. Mm-mm. In the next 20 to 50, definitely. Maybe. Yeah. Definitely. Um, because it's going to be about who's best for the job. That's it. Not about not their color and all that in 20 years. No. So not. you think that if Pete Buttigieg was a Democratic nominee going against Donald Trump, that old black voters would vote for Donald Trump? Yes. I don't think they would vote. Or they oh, they would abstain, mm, they, I believe. Okay, you think so? I don't know. I, I would hope that we are... And, and one thing that I think that, that Pete said... Uh, elections are about voters asking the question, how will my life be different if you get elected president versus somebody else? If I can do my job and get the answer in front of as many voters as possible, it is remarkable how Americans are capable of moving past old habits, moving past old prejudice, mo- making history, and getting the, pre- getting the president who will serve them best regardless of some of the other noise that's circling around the race. That's what he believes, but we don't know if that's actually going to be the case. So here's my thing on that. Um... I think when you're talking about sexuality and you're talking about gender and our community, those are tough things. I think the Kamala conversation is more something we can consider because she's attractive. I look at how people, how I would hear older black men talk about Stacey when she was running for governor. Mm -hmm. And they were like, while I think she's very smart, she's not much of a looker. And I think that's terrible. Oh my God, I know that's terrible, and I don't want to say but names you're really of people. Saying but I've heard you know, people black say male voters did, did not want to vote for Stacey Abrams because she because they didn't think that she was a looker. Exactly, and I think but with, they voted for Trump. They was not a looker for a male either. Because I think, and I think fundamentally, when it comes to our community with sexuality and gender, I th- and I think that ties in religion too. We still think of everything through a patriarchal lens. And patriarchy says you have to be a straight male. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. I think that's still for us. You God know, is a the male. The first um, big test for the Democratic field will be in South Carolina. It's the primary that's Ooh, going to happen yeah. first where there is a large uh, electorate of black voters. And Representative Jim Clyburn of South Carolina literally said that there is no question that Pete Buttigieg's sexuality is an issue. However, he feels as though the issue isn't as big as it once was and that his own grandson is actually supporting and working on the field for Pete. So, I don't know. I hope that the black community is moving past Hopefully. some of these issues. Because we got bigger fish. We do. We do. Uh, this is not even the fight. And again, I feel as though you can think what you want to think about what someone is doing in the in their home or in their bedroom or in their life. That You, you can feel how you want to feel about it, and that's fine. Yes. But it comes down to, are you going to literally vote against your own interest and elect someone who is not going to help the future your of your interests? And I, I hope that black people aren't going to do that. So Pete Buttigieg's sexuality is an issue, uh, but the next question, Tracy, Woo! Tracy, where are going why next? are you laughing, Tracy? Where are why are you laughing? Because she just listened to the album. She just well, listened to yeah, the Tracy, album. what album did you just listen to? Uh, I'm not, I'm not. Well, last week, <laughs> with the gentlemen of the Combo of Friends podcast, we talked about Tank and Ooh. him saying that performing oral sex on a man twice doesn't make him gay. Or if a man does that to another man twice, it doesn't make him gay. And we talked about that, and the whole, actually, we all felt and agreed that 
you can perform oral sex or receive oral sex from per- member of the same sex and not be gay. Oh. I want to know from Silent Hill Fleet, author of the book Fuckboy, and noted actress Tracy Bonner, <laughs> what your thoughts are because you guys bring a different perspective than what we had on the podcast last week about this issue that just won't die. It's back in the news. <laughs> it is. It, it's constantly back on the news, and it, and it won't go away. Literally, the quote from Tank was, and he was on. He was talking to Angela Yee for her lip service podcast. Uh, and literally he said let's say a guy sucked a dick one time and he used this is a quote so listeners it's a quote <laughs> Jesus Christ let's say twice this came from Angela Yee uh, and then you know Tank said he sucked a dick once right then he's like oh, I'm not sure if I like it or not let me try it again and then he says you know what it's not for me don't like the taste it doesn't mean he's gay. It means he's sucked a dick twice. That is what Tank literally said. And I want to know your thoughts on this. I am in agreement with the whole publicist situation. We've got to do a better job at training these artists to shut up. And not talk. Um, and, and not say things. But that's how he feels. Well, okay. If that's how he feels. But I just, I believe anyone who ventures into that um, ventures into what? Any same sex experimentation. Yes. Not experimentation. Well, experimentation more than once is more than once is you are that. If you do it. If you do it more than once you're gay. Why would you have to go back? To make sure you liked it or not. Oh, you if the confirmation. To, but my thing is, why would you have to do it if you not get that? That I don't have to experiment on another woman. I say, know I like that you? I'm not attracted to women. There's nothing against them. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. I don't want to have a sexual experience. So I ain't got to go fuck a woman to to figure to it confirm out. Confirm it. For do, do you not though? What? Do you not? I'm, I'm, I don't know. Do you not have no, to? No, I don't have to. Sexuality for... You say the I, this is what I... Well, of course, I, I always ha- talk okay, sexuality is to, fluid. I don't have to smoke weed. I don't have proven. to smoke crack. To know that I don't like it. To figure out that I... All I have to do was look at my cousin. Tracy, if you smoke okay. crack, if you smoke crack, you would probably like smoking crack. Because crack is addictive. We don't smoke crack because we know that it will have consequences that will be contrary to our personal health, life, and goals. I have no doubt that if I smoked crack, if I snorted cocaine, or if I smoked marijuana, all three of which I've never done, I would probably enjoy it. But I don't do it because they're addictive and I, and I know that they will kill me. Okay. They're deadly. You will die from doing drugs. Your life will be ruined. I believe that so I don't do it. Doesn't mean, I won't, doesn't mean I won't like it. Now, Tracy. <laughs> I read some articles. Okay, but Tracy. I believe that sexuality, I agree with you. I, like, well, you didn't agree or say it, Simon, but you just said, do I, I do. I believe sexuality is a spectrum. I think this is research-based and proven by Kenzie's research way back in the 60s and 70s as he interviewed thousands of Americans about their sexual practice. So I do believe it is a spectrum. I also believe that sexuality is something that is discovered. Your sexual likes are discovered 
They're, you're not born with them. You discover them along the way. You discover that you like kissing or not when you kiss. You discover that you like other fetishes and kinks once you engage in those fetishes or kinks. You have to try it to realize that you like it or not. You do not know if you like it if you do not try it. So for Tank to say that he tried this twice in order to know that he didn't like it or that a, a man in general has tried twice to realize he doesn't like it, to me, doesn't define it. I think Tank is Many. a closeted gay man yes. Yes. who w- wishes he could come out in the open and and say Still and do these is, things. Uh, but he cannot because his music and he caters to women. Women so heavily. Period. He's not a Frank Ocean no. who came out and was like... I he has wrong. no career today. Because well, of, I, don't I think, think that's more been, so his lack of consistency. Yeah, I, don't I think, think his music is. We good. was like, okay, we don't give Channel, a Channel Orange was good. still good. Yeah, but I, but I get what you're saying. You think it was backlash, but I, no, I think. And this is what too. I mean, you know, it's a great thing that you brought Elton up. Elton John. Yeah. The Michael, rules for Elton. Elton John. He's white. Oh, yeah. El, now I wouldn't even say it's because he's an old white man. Elton John had a career before. He really came out and but before really, he was the little he was wearing feathers and shit <laughs> but, and but, rainbows and unicorns you know, and big sparkly glasses. He was, but it but he We but all he knew Liberace was gay. But we he, all but Liberace didn't have like didn't sell millions of albums either. But he was amazing. he was a brilliant artist who He was, never, but he never got his credit because probably due to his sexuality. So to, can we throw this in with Frank Ocean androgyny of Prince? How did that get over? Prince at no point ever said that he was gay. And no, I don't believe that he was. But he wore high heels, perms, and goddamn uh, yeah. and pulled his ass out. But <laughs> but he never said he was homosexual. It doesn't matter. He looked that like a woman it, with a beard. The, the fact that yeah, you know what work. makes you gay? Right. You are gay when you say you're gay. When you say I am I don't a, when, when that you is say true. I am gay is when you're gay. That is not if true. You don't I believe, say you're gay, you're not gay. I believe the act makes the behavior is what makes you what it is period i can't say i can't be like oh i'm a wnba player because i said you that does not make sense that is a no that is a dream of mine if tank i said it last week i said if tank he engages in all sex on an entire Football team <laughs> on every single member he of is, the Atlanta he Falcons. He's homosexual. <laughs> on every member of the Atlanta Falcons, he, he is, is not gay until be- he says no, he's gay. Be- you have that I right had a man say. tell me he loved me, but his behavior showed me opposite. Oh. No, never. Oh. You and I will not agree on this. Next subject. <laughs> well, we are ready to go into the up. The down and the clown That's for the right. week, and we are happy to give. And speaking of uh, performing oral sex <laughs> on every member of the Atlanta Falcons, we want to shout out and give this week's up to the Atlanta Falcons yes. fans. Yes, yes. Fans. you guys did it. You beat the Who That Nation. Yes, who, is, who was seven and one until now? Until they're today. seven and two, and yes, until God. Sunday. Yeah. God is real. Because it's yes, Wednesday, God. Tracy. Yeah. It's Wednesday. Yes. God is real. Yes, God. Thank you. We needed that. So, with that being said, you know, Saba, you are an Atlanta Falcons fan. I am. Right, and so we're and I and I and I want to clarify. 
I am not giving a shout out and saying the Atlanta Falcons aren't up because <laughs> you have one of the worst records in the NFL. Worst record. You worst are defense. not the up. You but, certainly are not. But. You are your fans are because the Atlanta Falcons fans are so loyal. They are. And every week I go on Facebook and you guys are just waiting for a win and you've been disappointed for six oh. weeks in a row. You've been betrayed. Let it. down. I saw disappointed. It. I saw bamboozled. It. Run Made a fool of. <laughs> but this, but this week when you guys want to beat the your arch rival the Saints. When I tell you, if you guys make it seem like you it's guys have won, baby. that's right. Yeah. You have never Super lost baby. the game. Yeah. You guys are tor- talking so much smack. I'm like, the Atlanta Falcons fans are forever undefeated, and you definitely deserve this week's up. When we talk about this week's down, however, uh, I have talked about the MAGA Challenge, a rap contest that is now on Twitter that is uh, done by... Um, What's the young man's name? Let me go through. Because uh, I want to say the Byron Gray. Byron Gray started this where it is people rapping on behalf of President Trump and how he has made America great. It's catching on, unfortunately. Tons of people are now doing it. Uh, shouting it out. Really happy. It was. It was started by Byron Gray. You can always find people willing to jump off a building. That doesn't mean that it's possible. Well, yep, it's, it is popular. Right. It started <laughs> It started on September 14th and it's getting bigger. You had Isaiah Washington, former cast member on Grey's Anatomy, even doing it. Tons of people. What do you guys think? Have you guys seen any of these uh, videos? I've seen Isaiah Washington. I haven't seen the MHGA challenge and um, I'm going to do all I can to avoid seeing it for my mental yeah, health. Yeah, you're going to avoid it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm uh, ready to see... Uh, repeated people rapping about how great America is. America is, and, and I, I think I saw Angela Stanton. Yeah, um, she she did a rap about it, which really hurts my feelings because she's a, a black woman mm-hmm. who believes that you know our president is. Um, Isaiah Washington hurt my feelings. Yeah, I mean, your feelings? Is, um, doing great things for this country. I. I it just hurts to see all of these people glorifying someone who, who hates them, and who's on the the side of just white nationalism and racism. And and it just it's Evil. like I can't. I don't care if he parted the Red Sea. He's still someone who promotes hate and someone who um, is just not, in my opinion, uh, someone that I would follow. I just couldn't. It's embarrassing. I, yeah. I really feel as though he's saying I can get and win over black voters and black people with rap music. Yeah. And I can make a that's fool a, of them. How stereotypical. Yep. And that's a, but that's exactly what he's doing. And here we are, black people are doing it. I believe we are living a real life boondocks episode. episode. Series. They are so needed. Being called the Coondocks. Yeah. Oh. We absolutely could. Being called the Coondocks. And speaking of Coondocks. This week's clown goes to an assistant coach at a North Carolina high school where he literally called his players the N-word on a Facebook post. Uh, His name is John Hoskins at Nightdale High School team where he said uh, after they won, white power, I still love you niggers. Wow. 
And he took said, it down. Then he said N-I-G-G-E-R-S. He said it. He said it on Facebook Live and also on uh, Twitter. However, he wants you to know that he is not a racist. I don't mean it in a negative way. Uh, seemingly unwilling to accept Hoskins' love for uh, the N-word or, you know, what he said. Nightdale High School principal Keith Richardson said he was greatly dismayed and disappointed to see this type of behavior. Um, and I, he's, I think he's been suspended, but I don't think he's yet been terminated. When did we become so comfortable with saying this word or wearing blackface or I just don't know when well, this became Well, he said that he feels comfortable popular. saying it because a player said. So here's the thing. They right? walk up to me and say, hey, coach, just say it. You're a good coach. Just say it. We care about you. We love you. You're one of us. Here's That's the- exactly what he is using as his defense for how he said These are kids. Here's my Keep thing millennial. Like, I... Generationally, things are changing. The younger kids are, are are becoming more acceptable with people saying it. I've now started to become that person as I get older to say it shouldn't even be said at all in rap either. Yeah, it's not like because it. we're just normalizing it and we're making other people feel like it's okay to co-opt it and mm-hmm. and use it for their purposes. This is like you know my sister she went to Georgia Tech and I'll never forget one of her teachers saying for pedagogical pers- mm-hmm. purposes and use the word. And there was backlash. Yeah. We we are getting too comfortable with saying that word because there's never an instance where we could use a slur against any other group. Absolutely. And it's normalized. Yeah. It's not okay. And, and I, I will never forget being in grad school and uh, one of my classmates was quoting Dave Chappelle and I got upset and he was like, what? What do you mean? I'm just quoting Dave Chappelle. I said, I don't care if you're quoting Jesus. Don't you say it. cannot say it. And I had a black girl come and say, well, it doesn't bother me. You mm, can say I don't it. care. And I almost whooped her ass. I don't blame you. Because it's not okay. it is not okay. It's not, it's not and I, I'm very cautious when I, I use it. You know, I'm not going to say I haven't used the word, but it, I still cringe. Like, it when it comes out of my mouth, I still kind of like, Ugh. You know, words give people yeah. the license to feel like Absolutely. they can say things. And, and let's be honest, we don't ever use that word to, to, yeah, to be... Uh, in in uh, endearing, like it's no, not a word not that, a we, word use that we use to empower. We use it to, to belittle, to degrade, to and make to someone inferior. Exactly. So, are there any products this week or things that you've come across that you want to share? Any places that you maybe you've eaten? Anything that you want to share in the products that we love? <laughs> mm. Tracy, why are you laughing? Because you, know you are the hilarious. Story. You know what the story is. I'm just going to say in advance, I have not had the sandwich yet. The Popeye's chicken sandwich. I have not had it you yet. You are getting one tonight. Oh I'm God. giving oh you my last Popeye's chicken sandwich. That is truly love. To take with you and to try. And ruin my life. Thank you. Okay. I'm just it will ruin that. your life because you'll become addicted. But I, I, am, I, I have had a wonderful week of uh, carb binging. And I'm excited to go back to a wonderful low-carb uh, lifestyle where I'm using my Weight Watchers app to count my points and get back on track. Great week off, but I'm back on track Monday, 11-11. Tracy, anything in your travels or... Well, I would like to shout out The Real Milk and Honey in East Point, Atlanta. They really, really... I've become a... College Park. Is it College Park or East Park? It's College Park. It's in East... It's in College Park. 
It might be college It's park. East Point, in my opinion. But it's, it's off, College Park, isn't it? Okay, well, well let's see. Let's see. It's, it's College Park, Georgia, but God dog it. It's College Park, yeah. It is a, I don't know. Let's talk about that restaurant. It's one of my favorites, actually. I'm going there in the morning oh, yeah. to meet one of my friends who is uh, flying back uh, to uh, Italy. She works in Italy. She's an educator for the Department of Defense. Oh, wow. So we're meeting in the morning before her flight takes off. We're going to have coffee and... It's one of my favorite restaurants too. Why do you like it? What do you get there and tell us about it? Well, for me, I went by myself. I did a date yourself, girl. Not bad. Um, Not bad. Date. And uh, I really love the fried crab legs. I can't eat them Did you get the fried biscuits? No. You missed out on probably the best thing they have on the menu. But I like the decor. I like the vibe. I went on a Wednesday. Yeah. And Wednesdays, they stay open till 11. I think that was the only night that they stay open past like 5 p.m. They stay open and have like karaoke and yeah, yep. and it was dope. And like at the bar, the the plate place setting is uh, uh, an old school record, and they got video games that you can play. Mm. Old school Atari and Nintendo mm. and dope. Sega, and I just think it's just very nostalgic. The um, staff was very friendly. The food was really good, and the vibe is something that I desire. The That's next the thing time about you go, you have to get the fried biscuits. They I are. I can't eat mm. that because of my gluten. Tolerance. You can taste them though. They are. Uh, <laughs> they have um, bourbon peaches on them with a bourbon mm. glaze and a, it, with a vanilla drizzle and powdered sugar. They are. They are a treat to be savored. Are you gonna eat that? I am not going to be eating that. <laughs> Tomorrow, when I go, I'm going to have a cup of black coffee. Oh. Uh, and I'm actually literally oh, wow. going to be going in my running clothes. Uh, and I'm going to run before I, because my morning is gonna, is flex where I have a one o'clock meeting and I'll eat at one for my, my lunch meeting. Okay. Yeah, you're sounding like you're intermittent fasting. That's Somewhat of an intermittent faster to get back on track. The best of us this week, guys, is where we highlight something amazing and great happening in the world today despite all the sad things happening. We want to shout out my birthday buddy and twin, Colin Kaepernick. That's my Celebrating boy. his birthday on the same day as me, November 3rd. Sure, let's get it. That's right. Also, Ella May. Shout out to my oh, birthday. I need another album. That's right. My girl. twin, uh, Ella May, also. So, Colin, you Ella May, and third? I all celebrate yeah, November 3rd as our birthday. And his dad, <laughs> right? So, shout out to dad. Colin Kaepernick celebrated his 32nd birthday by feeding the homeless in Oakland. So, what a great way of... Uh, uh, celebrating a birthday I think that's wonderful I know that what I'm going to do for next year's birthday is I'm going to do something similar I'm going to find a cause and donate and celebrate time on that day this year it was about me but next year I'll make it about the people oh I, I do have something that I want the the world to hear okay. about is my date yourself girl diaper drive the this diaper okay. drive for yes. 2019 to the 20th started this will be my sixth annual and I'm so excited last year we uh, raised over a thousand dollars and um, even more um, diapers were uh, donated so I'm just really excited about this year so uh, I will be giving you more information about that in a couple like of weeks. So, right. So, what I will be doing, we will talk about the diaper drive every episode, yes. henceforth, to hype it up. And, and I know last year, I think I gave money. You I'll be did. giving nice. again this year. So, the diaper drive will end it in will January. End, it ends on Martin Luther King Day. So, we okay. have the diaper drive has officially started. And so, we want to shout out. We can also shout out some of the major donors and givers and people. Yeah. So, we can do a rolling every week, shouting out those that give to build up to the big end 
for MLK Day. So, wow, I would love to. Okay. Yep, so we do- donate to the Dapper Drive with Day Yourself Girl. Pick up a copy and order a copy of the great book Fuck Boy by ASAP, Solomon Hill. ASAP. Please. <laughs> you, ASAP. You, it's only $9.99. Super excited to get our two copies to share and give away Definitely. in addition to what we have here. Definitely. So we want to thank everyone for listening and checking us out. And we cannot wait for you to join us next week. Holla. Talk to you later. <laughs>